I had the perception that my life was going to be perfect because I'm a Christian. Jesus loves me and it's been perfect all along. Went through high school. And I mean, you have like kid stuff going on, but I had such a close walk with God. You know, I was able to overcome a lot of the kid stuff, teasing or whatever. By the time I got to be 22, I got married and my marriage oh, was hmm. bad. <laughs> it was not what I thought. I, I was living, I'm from uh, Virginia, Virginia Beach area. He is from San Diego. But I didn't really know who I was marrying. I thought because he had a big King James Bible and that, you know, he was so charismatic, he was a Christian man. Well, I found out on our honeymoon, it was not the case. It was very scary for me. So I moved away from family and friends, moved to California, and I was scared because I thought, what am I going to do? I don't know how to live this kind of life in fear. And so I cried out to God during that time. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your chief storyteller host. Welcome to the Altered Story Show, episode 58, Sherry's The Extravagant Love of God, God's Story. Friends, I hope you are enjoying your month of June. I also hope you have been enjoying listening to the God stories I've been sharing. It's so exciting to see my show listeners on all the platforms that the show is on and to see that my listening audience is growing on Eternity Ready Radio 2. So thank you all for supporting and listening. I'd also love to hear from you as a listener wherever you are. So please do reach out to me on Facebook or leave a comment on a podcast episode that you've been blessed by. And you can listen to all our episodes on our website at www.alteredstories.org. Also, friends, today I'm honored and delighted to bring to the mic a very special guest and ministry friend and sister in Christ from the KC area. Her name is Sherry Puckett. And I met Sherry at one of her Building Bridges ministry luncheons and was blessed to be able to share with her and others about Altered Stories ministry. Now, here's a little bit about Sherry. She's a licensed professional counselor, a certified trauma specialist and national certified counselor, and has a private practice in Shawnee, Kansas. She also has a doctorate in theology. She started her nonprofit, Building Bridges Ministry, five years ago in response to the prayer of Jesus Christ for unity in John 17. What's also exciting about Sherry is she has a new TV show on Roku on the Soul Wind Network called Born to Thrive that airs on Thursday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Central Standard Time. Also, on a personal note, Sherry's married to Tony Puckett and has three sons and one stepson and attends Life Mission Church in Olathe, Kansas. 
So that's a little bit about Sherry. So good morning, Sherry. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? And thanks for being my guest and for your great support. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today with you. I'm doing great and just thrilled uh, to be a part of what you are doing. What a powerful well, ministry you have. Thank you. Thank you. It's a God ministry that gives him glory, all glory to him. So thank you yeah. so much for that and that great support. Is there anything else, Sherry, that you want to share uh, about yourself, I know there was a lot there, but sometimes I like to just give my guests the opportunity to share something else in addition to what I've shared in terms of, you know, all their happenings. <laughs> yes, I think that uh, and it, it will probably come out in the story, but I would like to say that I'm very, very passionate about, in fact, I feel called by God to be this passionate about unity in the body of Christ. And so um, I just love uh, Jesus. And I believe that when we walk in love, the way the scripture tells us to, then we will naturally love each other. And I, I honestly believe that that is something that the Holy Spirit is just burning in my heart. And I believe many other people are feeling that call to yeah, unity. Yeah, I well. really, really appreciate that leadership that I've seen, Sherry, that's come from you and your ministry in that, because, you know, as the song that we just listened to, Move My Heart by Upper, you know, that song is yeah. just so powerful and shows mm. the unity from the body of Christ in that movement it's, to Jesus, yeah. you know, and how Jesus just responds mm. to that so powerfully and yeah. so i am grateful and thankful for your heart for that and your leadership in that area so thank you again for sharing that thank you so sherry um you know building bridges ministry has been around for a while in the kansas city area can you share just a little bit more about kind of your vision of the ministry and you know where you're taking that and then also, can you share about your new TV show a little with my audience? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Building Bridges Ministries is exactly what it sounds like. It really is building bridges uh, with the word of God. My heart's desire, uh, let me back up and just share. I started Building Bridges Ministries uh, as a counselor um, because I saw a lack in a lot of Christians that I counsel. And, and the lack was found in um, not really understanding the character of God and then not understanding their identity in Christ. And so I ended up doing a lot of teaching during the counseling session, uh, addressing those two things, because I personally believe it's the bedrock for healing, uh, is to understand this incredible God that we serve and his extravagant love for us all. Um, and then you can find this place of safety in that. And then also understanding that your identity is tied to his character, that if he calls you, you know, his beloved, you really are his beloved. So what I did, I thought, you know, I'm just going to have a, I'm just going to start workshops and I'll just teach on um, the fatherhood of God and identity in Christ. And so it started off with workshops and people started inviting friends. We'd meet at um, a restaurant, Hereford House here in the Kansas City area, and we mm -hmm. would just pack it out every time. 
And then the Holy Spirit said that I needed to start a nonprofit. And so that has kind of evolved. And then God told me, bring pastors and ministry leaders together with no agenda, but to just fellowship according to Acts chapter 242. So it has literally evolved through the years into what it is now. We also have like the counseling component that the Lord had me to start last year. Um, And he told me to start our Thrive Community Program where we provide counseling services and life coaching for individuals who are hurting and it's all Jesus-based. And so we have a team of like 35 people now, boots on the ground. And um, we obviously need funding for it, but God is providing and people are getting help and their lives are being changed. And it's just remarkable to see yes, what God is doing. I love it. I love it, Sherry. And it was such a blessing. And Mark and I went together. He really, really, really loves, he just, he loves, awesome. you know, the whole Kansas City area and feels so called to it in terms of ministry and outreach too. But I know for me, it was a blessing and it is just a great, a great place where you can just feel the Holy Spirit moving through those that are attending and coming together and just sharing their heart for Jesus and what they're doing passionately. And so it's such an uplifting and encouraging ministry too. So thank you for sharing more about that and your TV show. Can can you share a little about, about that? Yes. Absolutely. So um, in February, I was praying and talking to God about our Thrive program. And it's just amazing how many people we've been able to help. And I started asking God, I said, God, how can I, I don't know how to like raise money, but I know we need the money. I have no idea how to do that. So I just prayed. I said, God, show us, give us an avenue uh, where we can let people know what we're doing. And so then I got a phone call from, I was actually on a TBN TV show two years ago. And this woman who interviewed me then two years ago, recommended me to a woman out of California who started her own new network called SoulWin. Anyway, she called me up and started telling me about this brand new network and just giving me information about it's Jesus focus. And she looked at my website and asked if I would love to have my own TV show on there and said, and you can also raise money for your nonprofit. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is God's avenue because yes. I've never done this before. <laughs> so it's been wonderful. And with Born to Thrive is the name of it. It's on Roku, soon to be on our YouTube channel as well. The older episodes will be on YouTube. But Born to Thrive is really about understanding the nature of God, the character of God as described in scripture, and then understanding that your identity is tied to that, not how much money you make or what you look like or where you live is tied to his own nature, his character. And so it's so much fun. I've got three co-hosts. They're hilarious. They're also very wise in the word. And so well, we're just I love having it. a great time. I can't time. wait to watch it. And honestly, when you told me <laughs> you wanted to bring me on as a guest, I was like, you know, I just love your heart for Jesus and what this, this network is yes, going to be. You. I mean, amazing. It's so it's, needed right now. Yes. You know, Sherry, I honor your calling. I honor counseling, gal. Uh, one of the things that the Lord has impressed on me is I need to get a little bit more education in counseling, not to be a, a counselor like you, but just because of the nature of the stories and the women that come on the show. But sure. I'm just really drawn to, you know, women 
that are in counseling, uh, I just because of their heart too, in wanting others to heal through brokenness, through the power of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, you know, one of the questions I have for you, because you know, my heart is all about stories and the, the, the healing power of the story for all that share yes. or those that hear the God's story component. But why do you think sharing your story is so important in helping with your mental health? You know, I believe that it's important for people to hear my story because when you feel like you have no hope and you feel like you are in a very dark place, what I personally discovered firsthand is that, and I like, I actually have this phrase written in one of my journals during the darkest time of my life. And that is that Jesus is beautiful in the dark. In the darkest season of my life, he shines brilliantly. And so I saw the beauty of the Lord in a very dark time in my life. And so just to tell you a little bit about my story, I grew up in such a wonderful Christian environment. Both of my parents, Christians, my grandparents, Christians, great grandparents, going back to great grandparent Christians, very strong Christian heritage. And honestly, I think it's my story is unique in the sense that I didn't grow up in a quote unquote religious household. I mean, we went to church and we read our Bibles, but it wasn't a quote unquote religious environment. I was taught as a very young child how to have a real personal relationship with Jesus. And honestly, it wasn't a teaching. I just saw it. You know, I saw it in my mom. I saw it in my dad. I saw it in my grand. My grandfather would gather all of his grandkids together. We'd sit at his feet and he would tell us these Bible stories about Jesus and miracles. And then he would say, if you sit quietly, then I'll give you a ride on my bike. And so we all sat quiet because we wanted to hear, get a ride on granddaddy's bike. So probably six of us sitting there. And, and he said this, this is not a fairy tale. Jesus is real. And I mean, just things like thunderstorms, he would say, my grandfather, okay, children, be quiet. God is doing his work. So we look out the window and we were like, oh, oh this is so, it was like so real. And so, so I was very hungry for God as a child. And um, honestly, now as an adult, my desire is to become like a child again in my faith because it was incredible things I saw God do as a child. Anyway, just kind of moving along from that standpoint, I had the perception that my life was going to be perfect because I'm a Christian. Jesus loves me and it's been perfect all along. Went through high school. And I mean, you have like kids stuff going on, but I had such a close walk with God. It just, you know, I was able to overcome a lot of the kid stuff, you know, teasing or whatever. By the time I got to be 22, I got married and my marriage oh, hmm. was bad. <laughs> it was not what I thought. I, I was living, I'm from uh, Virginia, Virginia Beach area. He is from San Diego, but anyway, not to mention all of that, but I didn't really know who I was marrying. I thought because he had a big King James Bible and that, you know, he was so charismatic, he was a Christian man. Well, I found out on our honeymoon, it was not the case. It was very scary for me. So I moved away from family and friends, moved to California, and I was scared because I thought, what am I going to do? I don't know how to live this kind of life in fear. And so I cried out to God during that time. And there's a lot of details in there that I don't have time enough to share, 
But I will say that it was a time of understanding, like through this time where I'm, I'm in a very controlling relationship, and I'll just kind of leave it there. I had to learn how to find God in the middle of all of that. And I had to learn how to really, it's one thing to love Jesus and to serve God when things are going great, which it, mm-hmm. I had a pretty great life. <laughs> it's another thing to be committed to Jesus and to walk with him and to stand on the word of God when you're afraid, when you are lo- feeling so alone away from everybody that you know. Uh, that was difficult. And so, but I learned how to do that. And I also found this out, you know, regardless of what situation you are in, when you, when you make the decision to follow Jesus step-by-step, he'll get you through the most difficult times, but make a, just kind of like to just move along. We were married for 18 years, three beautiful sons. What happened was uh, things got really bad, very bad. And I knew that this isn't going to work. I was, it was a bad situation. And so just to kind of move along a little bit more, I ended up divorced, single mom, three sons, had not worked since college. I was afraid. I thought, how am I going to do this? I do not know how to be a single mom. I haven't worked. I don't have any, I don't have education. I don't have anything. And it was very frightening for me. And I remember journaling a lot. I have oh, like yeah. a trunk full of journals of mm-hmm. what I've been during that time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand that. Yeah. The Lord literally led me step by step. I mean, I was so afraid. I did not know the next step to take in front of me. I did not know how I was going to manage, pay bills. I didn't know how to be a single mom. That was not my experience growing up. It was not in my set of spiritual goals for myself, you know? I thought, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get married and we're gonna be in the ministry together. And I had it all planned out and it all crumbled and fell apart. All of it did. And so the Lord whispered in my ear, during this time, this was when I was separated from him and I had to, I had to be separate. It was not good. And the Lord whispered in my ear and he said, he wanted me to go back to school. Cause I, I had college, but mm-hmm. I didn't finish my bachelor's. And so he whispered that in my ear and I went and to kind of give you an overview of what that was like finishing my bachelor's degree. I could not even go into my own home to write papers because he would be waiting for me there. I had to go to a local library. I couldn't be in the house. We were self-employed, but I could not be in the house. My kids were not there because if I did, it would be bad. So I would like, you know, go to the library. I would sleep in my car. It was not good. Now, the strange thing about this, and this is where the psychology comes in, A lot of times people will say, well, you know what, if you experience something like that, maybe your dad was abusive or you're so used to it, you end up like repeating it. And that does happen often, but that wasn't the case for me. Another thing that's really like a a dichotomy, if you want to call it that, is that my ex-husband was like Mr. Christian in front of the boys, read the Bible with them twice a day, you know, pray with them. He would 
go to all the games and do all the, the dad things. And then he would switch. I mean, it was scary switch. As soon as they were in bed asleep, he was a different person, like a monster. And I thought, what is happening? I mean, I, I could, I just started thinking what's going on inside of him and how do I manage this? So anyway, the Lord had me going to school and I obviously studied psychology in a Christian atmosphere. So there's a Christian component to it, a spiritual component to it. And then there's a psychological component to it. But so anyway, I started, I went to school, you know, I, my marriage ended in divorce and I was working two jobs, doing an internship and a single mom and scared. I couldn't even breathe. I felt like I can't breathe. I was so busy and I was so, it was almost like on life support. I said, God, if you don't keep me afloat, I'm not going to make it. I literally felt that way. And yet I saw God's grace and I saw his miracles every single day, every single day. And so I went through um, just a difficult time, but in the middle of it all, when I had nothing, oh, by the way, my friends, a lot of my friends left me because now I you're know. divorced. <laughs> I can relate. I, I completely yeah. understand that. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of my friends were gone. They didn't want to get involved at all. They didn't want to help me when I needed help because it was like too messy or whatever. So I learned how to, God always has had somebody for me, but I did have a couple of friends that really just literally walked me through a lot of it. But I learned how to follow Jesus step by step, step by step, step by step. So by God's grace, I got my bachelor's degree and I knew God wanted me to be a counselor at that point. Then I found out I needed a master's and oh. I cried. I thought, oh, I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> it's so painful to do it when you have three children and oh my goodness. Yes. I thought, oh my. I cried. I did. I said, are you serious? You know, and I did, I went to school and then of course that was very difficult because I had an internship and I had to work and trying to keep the kids, you know, going. And, you know, it was a, just a very, very difficult time in my life. I mean, I could go on and on, but I'm telling you, God literally led me one step at a time. I remember this. I want to share this dream no, with do, you, if that's do. okay. I, I would love you to. This is how I live. This dream has literally taught me how to live my life. But I had a dream in the middle of all of this now. Remember, I am like not sure what to do or where to go and just feeling like a little lost puppy. And yet I knew that God was with me. I had a dream that I was in a field and just a beautiful field. And I saw Jesus walking towards me. Now, I don't know what he looked like. I just know it was him. I could feel his love. I could, I recognized his presence, but in my dream, it was him. And he said to me this, he said, Sherry, let's go fishing. And I said, oh my gosh, Jesus just asked me to go fishing. I'm so excited. So he turns and, and, and I turned to follow him. And when I, when I turned to follow Jesus, there was a thick forest in front of us. And so Jesus walked and I could hear the rustling of the leaves when he turned in a certain direction. And I would walk the same steps. And I'd hear the same rustling of the leaves when I turned in that direction. And I remember this, 
oh my gosh, I'm walking with Jesus. I'm following. I remember the journey was so incredible because I could sense his joy about going fishing. And I was excited that he asked me to go fishing. And so I just remember the rustling of the leaves as he turned directions and I could hear the same rustling of the of the leaves when I followed him and so step by step we walked through this dense forest and I can remember the joy of the journey and then all of a sudden we come to a clearing and there's the water and there's the boat and we finally got there so we walked up to the boat Jesus steps in the boat and then I step in after him and he goes to the head of the boat and I look around on both sides of the boat and there are people there with these fancy uh, fishing rods. And in my dream, I knew that they made them. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not qualified. I don't have a fancy, I don't know how to make a fancy fishing rod. I felt so disqualified looking at these fancy fishing rods on both sides of the boat by, with these people. And then I said, oh yeah, Jesus just told me to follow him. So I'm just gonna follow him. So I literally just stood behind him in the boat, like right behind him. <laughs> so as soon as I stood behind him, the boat went out into the deep. And as the boat went out into the deep, all these fish started jumping into the boat, just jumping in. And Jesus threw his head back with laughter. And I remember throwing my head back in laughter. And I thought, I didn't even need a fishing rod. All I needed to do was just follow Jesus. And I woke up and then Jesus gave me this scripture. It's in Matthew 4, 19. And it says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And that's my life verse because, well, I have many, but this one is a testament to my ministry. All I do is follow where he leads. That's it. If he says, invite pastors and ministry leaders for a once a month luncheon. I send out the invitations with no money in the bank. Every month, you may not know this, but every month for what, two and a half years, I got a check for a family table. Every single month, God said, I want you to start the Thrive Pro Counseling Program. I did it with no money. I, I announced it and then I get a check. And, and it's like, literally God has, has led me that way. He just says, follow me and I will lead you and I will guide you and show you what to do. And so I became, you asked about being a counselor when I became a counselor. And now that I am a counselor, I can say, listen, I may not have had the exact same experience that you've had, but I know what it's like to feel destitute, to not know where you, how you're going to pay for anything to feel, um, abused and alone and sad and isolated. And I can tell you, I can promise you that if you seek him in the middle of the crazy, if you seek him with all of your heart, you will find that he is so beautiful in the darkest season of your life. Like literally we're at the two roads. We can decide to go our way into bitterness and into, you know, whatever, just leaving God and just being angry and bitter and not forgiving. Or we can say, God, I choose to forgive my abuser. I choose to forgive, Lord, heal my hurt. So you acknowledge that you have hurt. You don't pretend you don't have hurt because Jesus said, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. So you acknowledge, Jesus, I choose to follow you in the middle of the crazy. I choose to follow you. Lord, heal my hurt. And I promise you, if you seek him, you will find him in the middle of the dark. 
if you seek him in the darkest season of your life, he shines beautifully and you will see him and you will become more intimate with him and know him in a, in a deeper level that you will never experience when things are, are great. Thank you, Sherry, for sharing all of that. I mean, there's a lot to be gleaned from what you've shared and, you know, the salvation journey, of course, that you had through this came from your upbringing. I'm assuming that that was something that you experienced at a very young age. Is that right? As yeah, as being raised in a Christian home and, you know, so the transformation, the change that took place in your life through that experience, that was from being very scared and unsure and uncertain from also what you've shared, the fears. There were a lot of fears too, to being able to bring in Jesus into that And to be able to allow him to lead you through it, whether he's leading through other people that he's brought into your life to support you, or he's speaking to you, or he's showing you through the dream, you know, that is the way that the Lord worked in your story to help you through that very difficult time of just not knowing what your future state was going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's the scary part, right. you know, for many people who are thrust into a situation that's, you know, very uncertain. And I mean, I know having very. been through a very difficult divorce, my husband at that time chose to be unfaithful and left. And I was pregnant with my daughter. And I had no mm-hmm. job at that point in time. I was relying on him totally to help through the healthcare support and all those things. And I just recall the difficulty that was of the uncertainty of what am I going to do? You know, I didn't sign up for this. I was married when I got pregnant. I wasn't expecting right. that during my pregnancy. He was going to decide to leave. And, you know, you have to really thank the Lord, lean into him and into what his goodness is, what his faithfulness is, what he's doing in your story. And, you know, what a wonderful way of being able to share that now in terms of your calling and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to help others and, you know, be instrumental yeah. in the mental health advocacy and all those things that you're doing and helping Christians, you know, and others who need to become into a yes. healthier place and a healthier state in their life and giving them hope through Jesus. And that's what I am hearing yes. too from what you've shared is that there was such hope that God gave you. And how many years did that take, Sherry, for you to get to that place from the place of when you divorced to, you know, where you were able to really stand strong? 
Well, I think that it happened. So, you know, I kind of got, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, I found a rhythm, an unhealthy rhythm in the relationship where you're almost in denial that things are not good in the marriage because there were some things that were good. Like I have amazing kids and like, you just love them so much and they were happy. So I'm happy. And so I went to, into this place of denial for a long time during the marriage, but then probably about, well, I wouldn't say total denial. I just kind of like, you know, just pushed it out of my mind because it was too painful to think about much, but I probably within the last three years of our marriage, I couldn't pretend anymore. The Holy Spirit would not let me. And he says, you need to walk in truth. And I'm reading the Bible about walking in truth. And if your brother offends you, you go to your brother. And so I thought, okay, I've got to do this. And so I, the Holy Spirit would not let me pretend things were okay anymore. So that period of time, probably about a three-year period of time, it was a battle, a battle in me. I'm like, God, I can't do this. What about the kids? I can't he's going to get mad. And I just literally kind of like had this struggle going on inside of me and finding myself, you know, with panic attacks and things that I never, ever experienced prior to marriage that I started experiencing as I faced the reality of what I, what I was uh, dealing with. So that part, that was the struggle. That was the, you know, I don't, I guess I can call it a struggle with God, like, God, I can't, this isn't going to work. And of course he's God, I'm not. But when I got to that point where I said, okay, God, I am going to do this thing. I'm going to follow you no matter where you lead. I'm going to walk in truth, regardless of what the, you know, the downfall is. And I thought, well, maybe God's going to restore this thing and it's all going to be good. It'd be a great testimony. That was what I was thinking. It's going to be a great testimony. Well, it didn't turn out to be that way. <laughs> it fell apart. So I'm like, wait a second, this is not how it's supposed to be. Where's my white picket fence? You know, this is not my white picket fence is all broken to pieces here, God. You know, like this isn't how it's supposed to be. And, and then I found you find yourself at a crossroads, you know, am I going to keep following step by step or am I not? Well, I'm going to keep following him. And so it was during those moments, I would say from the time, um, the three years prior to the divorce, up until, you know, probably two years after the divorce, it was, it was really hard. Like, I mean, it was just a dark season, very dark, uh, very dark season for me. And so, but I learned so much during that time that helps me now in counseling. I understand, you know, when people feel like they're almost in denial, you know, or they disassociate or, I understand, you know, panic attacks and, but I also understand this. So like, I believe with all my heart that God's word has all of the answers. It has to be the foundation of any therapeutic process. I believe that personally. And I have non-believers that come in too. And, um, and they are just, I love them and they, they are getting better. But I do believe that there is that foundation. Um, God's word is a foundation of healing even emotional healing. So I use therapeutic processes, cognitive behavior therapy, some yes. other things, emotion focused things therapy. like that, because I believe they're, they're biblical. And so because they're the, the um, terms um, or the process is actually biblical, then I use them and I just incorporate scripture to those that are believers and they want to grow closer to God in their healing process. Cause that's what happened to me. I went to his word. 
And, and then as I'm learning all this stuff in school and I'm learning about all of these different processes, I'm thinking that's already in the Bible. So I began to do that for myself. And now I do it for other people who come in. If that makes sense. Yes. I hope it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I'm thankful that you shared that because I think, you know, you have a doctorate in theology and you're very grounded in the word of God. And I think that is so transformational. It is. That's what transforms us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I, that, that is what's so key. And so I just, you know, really appreciate the emphasis that you put on that. And are there a few scriptures? I know you've talked many different scriptures throughout our conversation, but any healing scriptures, Sherry, that you might want to share that the Holy Spirit is lead, you know, kind of leading on you to share today? Yes. That you have. Some, no, it's Isaiah 49, 15. This is what God is saying. Can a mother forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb. And, it, and then God says, yes, she may forget, yet will I not forget you. And then it says, behold, I've engraved you in the palms of my hands. And then it says, but your walls are ever before me. So we see a picture of a God. Oftentimes what happens in counseling is that people project onto God attributes of their parents or their caretakers. If your dad was was distant, then God must be distant. If if your mom was like very critical, then God must be that way. So people have difficulty connecting with God. And so I always start with understanding his character. Can a woman forget her nursing child? And God says, in our humanity, it's possible. But he says, yet will I not forget you. And he says, look, behold, I've engraved you in the palms of my hands, which I personally believe is prophetic with Jesus Christ on the cross. Behold, I've engraved you in the palms of your ha my hands, and yet your walls are ever before me. And so what we, we need to do is to tear down the walls of deception, anything that you um, project onto God that really isn't his character. So that's one. And that's God reaching out and wanting to pour his love out on you. And then the other one that I, I um, like to quote is Psalm 63. And that's your response to God. So God pours his love out on you. And then he waits for our, our response of love to him. Psalm 63, oh God, you are my God. And don't go to the next verse until David's prayer becomes your prayer. Oh God, you are my God. Not politics, not money, not people, not the person that put me down. Oh God, you are my God. And then it says, early will I seek you. Or some translations say earnestly. Earnestly will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. In other words, there is nothing that can compare to this beautiful relationship that you're called to. Oh God, you alone are my God. So I believe that those two things where you can see God's, that God's character and his absolute perfect, eternal love for you. And then he waits for your response and we get to respond. And that's really where your purpose is, is in your, your response. You know, my soul thirsts for you. And don't go to the next verse until that verse becomes yours. Wait, don't go to the next verse until you're praying it along with David. God, my soul thirsts for you. I honestly believe that this beautiful relationship where God pours his love out on us and then we return his love, 
back to him. We return it to him. I believe that's your purpose. And it's the foundation of emotional healing, healing in every aspect of your life. I really believe that is the foundation. And from that foundation, then you can build on, on it, but you have to have that firm foundation. And so I love the passion. It does make sense. I know my listeners are going to be incredibly blessed because you're essentially giving them truth, nuggets of great truth to break free. This is an incredible opportunity for people to listen to credible healing words for breakthroughs to move forward, you know, in their lives. So mm-hmm. this has been really a blessing to hear you share. And is there anything else Sherry, that you might want to share for the listeners, um, you know, how can you be reached? Uh, any Anything yes. else that the Lord has put on you yes. to share? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you would like, I'd, like to, I'd love to meet with, with a coach. You know, maybe you'd like to have a coach to meet with. Um, you can reach me at uh, buildingbridgeskc.org buildingbridgeskc.org. There's a little uh, section where you can put, hey, I would love to meet with a life coach and learn how to have this kind of relationship with Jesus. Or you may want to share prayer requests. Um, That's one thing. And or you can, if you want to see, like, learn more about our TV show, Born to Thrive, we'll probably have episodes on there, but also um, our YouTube channel. It's borntothrive.me. Borntothrive.me me and um, you can learn more about our TV show and laugh with us. We have funny stuff on there and you'll laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> you'll do everything on there. <laughs> Great. Emotions. Yeah. Woohoo. Yes. Lots of emotions on our show. Authenticity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Lots of that on there. So yes, born to thrive.me or buildingbridgeskc.org. Okay. Well, thank you again, Sherry, for being such a awesome guest on the show and for taking the time. I know you've got clients and you're busy and, you know, I know many are going to be blessed and your God story is just really inspiring and God glorifying. And I can't wait to share what you've shared today out with my listeners um, in a hopefully around the 25th of uh, when we get this out and friends, I will have episode available on our website to listen to and on our other platforms as well and other information about Sherry. So we'll actually have that out there too. And also Sherry, I just want you to know, I uh, am blessed to know you. I'm blessed that God crossed our path as sisters in Christ. And I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show today. And friends, I also appreciate you following my show on Apple Podcasts and some of your favorite platforms and subscribe to the show. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. 
We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 